Let's go under the hood of the BMV and discuss the inner workings of our agency. Each episode, a new guest or guests will sit in the driver's seat to discuss current and future projects, agency updates, and go full throttle exploring agency-wide happenings. We'll get real, sometimes real funny and real informative. Breaking it down with the BMV. And on this episode, Life in the Passenger Seat, we're going to be talking to senior drive examiners throughout the state on their fun experiences. Welcome, guys. Hello. Thank you. Good afternoon. All right. Let's uh, find out who we have with us today. Let's start with Lisa. My name is Lisa Hines. I'm a senior drive examiner with Region 2. I've been with the BMB for a very long time, and I just want to say back in the day when I started, they could hire you in grade school. So, <laughs> but I've been, I've been here for 35 years, and I started um, as a drive examiner. Um, you know, I did other work in the branch before then. I started as an examiner in 2005 and then became a senior drive examiner in 2011. And, um, then at that time I was an accounting clerk when I first started and they eliminated the position. So that's why I started with this and I'm glad I did. Great, thank you and welcome. Let's go to Terry. Thank you for having me. I'm Terry Gunder and I'm the senior drive examiner in region three. Um, my post is in New Haven and I've been here almost 10 years. I started out as a CSR promoted to CSR two to certified team leader and was promoted to senior drive examiner when the regions realigned and they added two more regions. So I was trained by Lisa Hines and Mark Royals, who is also a senior drive examiner. So I'm like the hybrid of the two of them. <laughs> awesome. Welcome. All right, let's go to Bill. Good afternoon. My name is William Fortney. Uh, I go by Bill. Um, I'm the senior driver examiner for Region 9. That's uh, Southwest Indiana, uh, Evansville, up to Sullivan, and as far east as Tell City, Indiana. Um, I, I'm the new kid on the block, so to speak. I was hired as a senior examiner back in March, just before COVID hit. And so, I, honestly, I don't have a lot of experience with the job role yet, but I'm hoping after this blows over to get into a natural routine. But um, I've been with the Bureau, oh gosh, uh, almost 15 years. I hired on in 2006 as a CSR. Um, I left for a while to go to Department of Child Services, didn't like that. So I came back to the Bureau and um, uh, became a driver examiner. I was trained by Denise Brochen and uh, Kevin Stewart. If you remember, he used to be the examiner in this part of the state. And um, when Denise uh, retired, I, I applied for her job and, and got it. So, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to be here and happy to be a senior driver examiner. Awesome. Thank you and welcome. All right. Last but not least, we have Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Philip Noonan, Senior Driver Examiner for Region 1. I've been with the Bureau for 14 years. I started as CSR, went to Team Leader, became a Drive Examiner. Um, then I was 
CSR2 certified team leader, branch manager, and I've been a senior for two years. You guys all have such great experience behind you. So this is going to be awesome. So we would like to know, and I'm sure the listeners um, are going to agree with me here. We want to know some of your favorite stories from being out on the road. So I'm going to switch up the um, way we did this. I'm going to start with Phil. Tell us your favorite story about being an examiner. Okay. I've been thinking about this the last couple of days. And the things that tend to stand out aren't necessarily the drive tests themselves most of the time, but just the people mm-hmm. and the ways that, you know, the quirkiness that they have or just things they say that catch you off guard or surprise you. A uh, couple examples. I had a customer one time who it was lightly raining and we went outside and we're doing the vehicle inspection. We get in the car and as soon as we get in the car, it's it's pouring, pouring rain. I told her she needed to turn on her windshield wipers because she she couldn't figure out how to do it. I had to help her turn on her windshield wipers. <laughs> and I started to explain to her that, you know, you're responsible for control of the vehicle with this weather. Are you comfortable driving in the rain? And she looked at me and she said, I don't know. I've never driven in the rain before. Oh, no. So, and I said, well, if, if you want to go reschedule, we can. She said, no, let's let's try. I'll try. And uh, we backed out. And as we were driving through the parking lot, I had to tell her that she never released the emergency brake on her vehicle. And uh, needless to say, the drive test didn't go quite as well as we all would have hoped. Um, but, you know, it just caught me off guard that she had never driven in the rain and was so willing to go on the drive test still. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, you give them that option, but, you know, sometimes they still want to go. Um, yeah. There is also, I had a woman who I think was trying to convince herself that she needed to drive a certain speed. She spent the majority of the drive test telling me that her boyfriend tells her she drives too slow. She drives like a grandma. She's way too careful. I marked her six times for speeding. And I also had to stop her from pulling out in front of traffic at a traffic light when she was going to turn. So when I got back and I was thinking, you know, she told me that she was a really careful driver. And I don't know if she was convincing me or convincing herself that, you know, she was going to be able to obey the speed limit. Um, And then the last one I have isn't really related to the drive test, but this was probably over seven years ago. I had... A teenager come in and I was doing the instruction you know I'm Phil I'm going to take you on your drive test and just going over the basic questions of things and I said do you have any questions and he said well I don't have any questions but I just want to apologize if I break out in a British accent it's because I'm studying for a play <laughs> and I, I don't really know what you're supposed to say to that so I just said, okay, no problem, no worries. And, you know, we went on the drive and he said many other things that, you know, kind of caught me off guard, but that was the one that sticks out the most. So, uh, so I want to know, did he break out in his British accent at some point? He did not break out in his British accent, but when I told him to turn right, he did say, okie dokie, Mr. Jonesy. <laughs> so I don't know where I got that nickname from. But... Okay. 
no British accent. <laughs> no British accent. He just really wanted to tell you he was coming up in a play. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. All right. I'm going to ask Terry next. What has been one of your most memorable or favorite stories about being an examiner? Okay. The most memorable was a couple of years ago. Um, I was at another location doing evaluations and my RM happened to be there doing her checklist. And I just got back from an evaluation and the RM says, Terry, I need you. I need you here. Look at this camera. Cause she pulled up the camera. She goes, there's a lady, she's clawing at herself. She just failed to drive. I need you to take care of this. So I'm thinking, okay. <laughs> so I waited a couple hours um, because I was going to call the branch first to find out what was going on and then contact the customer. So um, I contacted the branch and they said she failed because there were several reasons why she failed, but she just broke down because she didn't want to take it that she did not pass. So she started clawing at herself and come to find out she was actually afraid of strangers. So mm. just, she just had a meltdown in the branch. Um, so I went ahead and called her. She didn't want to talk to me. I talked to her mother, even though the driver was 18, to the mother and told her what she failed on. And I would be glad to meet her, understanding that she's afraid of strangers. I can meet her early in the morning at the branch so she can get to know me. So she's more comfortable. I'd be glad to take her out. I know this is a long story, but you're okay. Um, we want to hear it. Two weeks later, I was a nervous wreck, by the way. So I met her early. We sat for 45 minutes and talked. All she wanted to talk about was her cat. I'm terrified of the cats. I just thought this conversation <laughs> wanted to end. So okay. I'm starting to hyperventilate because even the thought of cat, like I'm doing it right now. I'm just <laughs> cats scare me to death. And then she was, we were trying to wrap up the conversation and she says what if I get a migraine and she starts holding her head and I said if that migraine comes on we'll just pull over and I can drive us back to the branch and I said have you tried you know like medical massages my daughter has migraines they just come on her like that and she says I've not done that I go you know what you should do is get Botox injections she's done this and her eyebrows are clear up here now so I pointed to the top of my hairline and she goes, okay, I'm ready to do the drive now. I'm comfortable with you. And I thought, that's all it took. I could have skipped the cat talk and just went to the boat. <laughs> she passed the drive and, and I was not allowed. I'm normally when I'm telling them where I want them to go, I have a habit of pointing like left or right. I was not allowed to point because it would freak her out. So I'm, I'm trying not to talk with my hands. It's so hard on a drive to not point, but she did pass. So that was a long story, but it, it ended up very well. She's freaked out, but of strangers. So she freaked out with you. You're freaked out about the cat. Yes. This is all in all just not going well. And so you make this amazing joke. She's comfortable. And then you're just sitting on your hands and she passes. Yes, she did. She did. I do have another funny story. It's short. I was, if you don't mind, I, I took an out of country. It was her fourth drive. She did great all the way through until we returned to the parking lot. And it, the parking lot is sort of like near a grocery store too. And there's stop signs in the parking lot where the base is like a big cement triangle block. Mm -hmm. So she's pulling in, instead of hitting the brake, she hit the gas and turned into the stop sign. And she goes, did I fail? And I'm like, let's just, <laughs> did I fail? And I'm like, well, let's just pull over here. Let's take a look and see what happened. She goes, and I mean, the whole front end was off on, on my side where she hit it. 
And she goes, you not tell my husband. I not tell my husband. He know nothing. I go, your husband's right here. Ooh. So that was that story. But yes, she Aww. did fail. <laughs> winter is here. We all know that winter weather can be unpredictable in Indiana. We want you to be prepared. Here's some quick tips from the National Highway and Traffic Safety Administration for winter driving. Be sure to get your car tuned up for the season and have your vehicle's battery, lights, and cooling system checked. You should also stock your car with device chargers, water, food, jumper cables, and an ice scraper or snow shovel in case of an emergency. For more tips like these, visit nitsa.gov forward slash winter dash driving dash tips. All right, I am gonna ask Bill. I know you said you haven't had a lot of experience yet as a senior drive examiner, but it sounds like you've had some experience out on the road. So oh, tell yes. Us, tell us what uh, your favorite one is. Well, I, like Phil, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days and um, two of them really stand out. Uh, knock on wood, I've never had an accident <laughs> in the in the car. That, that was a nice piece of wood up there. Oh, and for yeah. all of those, all of those people listening, um, Bill just knocked on the top of his head as a piece of wood. <laughs> but um, the first one is fairly short story. This is when I first got started as an examiner. I was, I think it was the Evansville West branch um, on the west side of Evansville. And uh, as a young lady in her mid-20s or so, I, I, best I can remember, and uh, we did the drive. Uh, she did not pass. I forget exactly what she failed for, but she didn't pass. And when we got back to the branch, we got out of the car. We were at the front door of the branch, and I was explaining to her why she didn't pass. And she literally, and I say the word literally, she literally threw a temper tantrum. She dropped to the ground, started kicking, screaming, pounding the pavement with her fists. I mean, she was, this is not a child. This was, you know, a fully grown woman. And uh, I had never experienced that before. That had uh, hurt. <laughs> well, she, she was so upset because apparently she had made plans. She was, her plan was for that, for that weekend, she was going to pass her drive test, get her license, and then drive on vacation. Mm -hmm. And I, I ruined that for her. Uh -huh. So, uh, so <laughs> yeah, all my fault. And, uh, <laughs> So she uh, she just threw a tantrum and I'm standing there. People were walking in and out of the branch looking like what's going on. I'm holding my clipboard. I don't know what to say. You know, I'm just <laughs> let her finish. Then she gets up and dusts herself off. And, you know, it's like nothing happened. But uh, first time I'd ever experienced that in my life. So um, that was interesting. I'm going to hope for you it's the last. Well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I tell people that if, well, if you believe in evolution, you've never worked with the public. So um, <laughs> you, uh, the public never ceases to amaze me and surprise me. So um, my, uh, my next story, um, actually, I was hesitant to tell this one. So I, I, I won't name names, uh, but I once had to give a drive exam to a former drive examiner. Um, this happened down in Evansville East. Um, when I hired on in 2006, there was an individual who was the driver examiner at 
the actually I started the north side branch in Evansville. That's that was my first branch. That's where I worked as a CSR. This individual was the drive examiner for that branch, the west side, and I think Posey County. And um, we got along great. He was a good good guy. We were friends, you know. We worked together. Um, he was an IU fan. I'm a UK fan, so we always had this bickering going on. And uh, and then one day, he's no longer with the bureau. He's no longer employed with the bureau. I, no one tells me why. No one's allowed to talk about it. So you know, I don't press the issue. Well, a few years go by, and I show up to work. Uh, at this point, I'm at the East Side Branch. Uh, that's my base at the time, and. I pull up the daily schedule and this guy's name's on the list. And without going into detail, apparently he had lost his license for some reason. And um, it, if you find irony and awkward situations funny, then you know, it's pretty funny because uh, he shows up, he's got a smile on his face because, you know, it's like, this is, this is strange. I'm giving a drive test to the guy who used to give drive tests and, um, we go out to the car, we get in. I say, well, you know the route as good as I do, so you can go ahead and start. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, but uh, anyway, that was uh, probably the most awkward situation I've ever found myself in. Um, I, I've, I've met a lot of interesting people in this job. A lot of, like I said, the public never ceases to surprise me, and you'd be surprised at the people who are driving on Indiana highways. So that's my story. So. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. All right. That means, Lisa, it's your turn. What are some of your most memorable moments? Well, I have a few. Um, let's see. I had a drive. Um, we went on the drive. She'd done well throughout the drive. We came back. Um, we were pulling into the parking lot. She um, was pulling into the parking space, which was up by the building. And as she was pulling into the parking place, she hit the gas instead of the brake. She went over the um, the parking brick, whatever that it was, and into the building. Oh. So we got out of the car, called the police, did a report, went in the building. And one of the um, people at the branch said they heard her tell her mom, well, I still think I passed. <laughs> so yeah needless to say she did not pass um let's see i have a story from a couple years ago i was training a csr2 and we were trying to get a girl out at one of the branches and she had problem after problem going out which usually that's a sign that it's, it's not going to be good anyway but we went out on the drive we're a few blocks away from the branch and she says i'm out of gas so I thought she was kidding, but she was not kidding. So me and the CSR2 are out pushing her car down the road to get off, get out of the way, get out of the road. So yeah, so that didn't work out so well either. Then we ended up walking back to the branch because they were so busy, we didn't want to call them and bother them. And one more, um, a few years ago when I was a senior drive examiner. I had um, drive examiners that reported to me. Um, one of them was Phil, so I have a story about Phil. Um, we were out on a um, evaluation, just like we do now. I had to go do ride-alongs with them. So um, we had taken out this gentleman in a vehicle. We were going around, then we were doing parallel parking. And as the guy was, 
you might remember this a little differently than I do, but I'm sure I'm right. Um, on the stories. <laughs> I, he was backing in parallel parking and he hit his gas as well and went over the curb and I hear a scream. Well, I realize it's coming from the front seat from Phil. <laughs> so uh, apparently it scared him and he screamed on the drive test. So I won't ever let him forget that. <laughs> we argue about who actually made that gasp. And I recall it was not me. <laughs> yeah. But she was my boss, so I couldn't argue with her. <laughs> so. That's fine. You wait so until we'll, years later. Yeah, we'll leave it to the podcast now, and you guys can hash it out. So who's right? No, I'm just <laughs> awesome. I, I would say one more thing. Um, you know, having so many drive tests and going out with different kind of people. My favorite kind of drive test is when somebody comes in and I'm not happy that they failed, but say they failed and you tell them what they need to work on and they go home and they work on it and they come back and mm -hmm. they're good. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they listen to your advice. They listen to what they need to do. And now it's changed the, the way they're going to drive. And so that's a part of the job that I really like. Don't miss out on your chance to save on your health insurance for 2022. Start earning your premium discount today. There are three ways you can earn your discount. Complete four health coaching sessions, reach level five through online education and challenges, or track 200 days of physical activity with a device connected to the Active Health Portal. Don't forget, if you're enrolled in a family health plan, you and your spouse must complete one of the activities to qualify for the discount. Complete your chosen activity by September 30th, 2021 to earn your premium discount. All right. So we've talked about all of these wonderful experiences that you guys have had. Um, I'd like to go around and ask each of you to give one piece of advice for anyone who is thinking about becoming a drive examiner or has contemplated in the past or is super interested What's one piece of advice that you could give them coming into this job? Um, I'm going to start with uh, Bill. Well, anyone who wants to be a drive examiner, in my opinion, needs to enjoy it. I mean, they need to enjoy the aspect of, of assessing, uh, of getting in the car. They shouldn't be nervous around dr drivers. You know, I, I've had a couple of people who have asked me about becoming a CSR2 and, you know, oh, I don't think I could sit in a car with somebody and let them be in control of the car. Well, that it's not for you. You know, it's really not the job for you. Um, they're interested perhaps in a slight increase in pay maybe, but they don't really appreciate what the job entails. So uh, it's got to be some, I tell people, I said, the reason I became a driver examiner is because I can do two things very well. I can drive a car and I can point out people's mistakes. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so that's, and I say that in jest, obviously, but you got to enjoy what you're doing. You don't do it, you know, don't do it flippantly. You know, this is something you really need to consider. Um, it's, it's a serious job. We do a serious job. And uh, that's what I would tell them. So. All right, great. I'm going to ask Lisa, what's the one piece of advice that you would give? 
Well, I always tell the people, you know, that I'm training because they're always so scared. That's what that's what I get from everybody. I'm scared. I'm scared to, you know, be in the front seat, you know, and I try to tell them, you know, not to be scared. You know, there's a lot of information that you're going to get. You know, it's all going to become easier um, and I will not leave them until they're ready to be out on their own. So I guess that's my advice, you know, and I and I agree totally with Bill what he said. Um, if, if it's it's not for everybody. So don't do it for the money. But if, if it's something you think you'll enjoy, then it might be the job for you. Great. Phil, how about you? Uh, I think that just like any other job you have in customer service, people tend to remember the worst and not the normal or not the best. You know, you could have 100 customers a day, no matter what customer service job you're in, and you go home at night, you're going to remember the one bad one. And I think that that's something that you hear from drive examiners. The drive examiners are going to tell the stories or you're going to hear the stories or you're going to ask about the, the bad drivers, quote unquote, or the accidents or whatever. And it's, it's a lot rarer than you'd think. You know, not everyone that fails will scare you or make you feel nervous. And I think that just remembering that the, the majority of them are good and will outweigh any of the nervous drives you have. So not to let that hold you back from doing it if it's something that you think you would enjoy. Great. And Terry, how about you? I get the question a lot too when I'm training, like, aren't you scared of doing this? And I go, actually, I'm more scared of my own family driving. I'm in so much control and yelling at them constantly. But if you have a stranger next to you, I feel like they practice so much and they're going to try to do their best to do their best drive. Um, I'm just, I'm just comfortable that way. But if it's my own family, my husband, there's no way. But I just feel like. <laughs> When you're giving results to a customer, just make sure you're fair and consistent with each driver that you take out. You don't want to be wishy-washy. Well, they kind of did this, but this person did it mm -hmm. this way. You want to be fair and consistent. So, and you want to back up all your facts of why you failed somebody. Um, that's about it. Great. Well, we and when it's your own. Oh, go ahead. I Lisa. was just going to add to Terry. When it's your own kid and it's your car, it's a little bit different than it is. driving a stranger's car. Yeah. All right. We want to thank you guys for joining us today and giving the listeners a little sneak peek into the lives of a senior drive examiner and some of those fun stories that you got to share with us. Um, thank you for all that you do and for all of the customers and associates that you help throughout the state. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Look out for our next episode of part two of Life in the Passenger Seat with Senior Drive Examiners.